Only Three Lads is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast family, home to some of the best music podcasts on the planet. Visit PantheonPodcast.com to discover more. And if you like what we do on O3L, we kindly ask you to please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now. It really helps us more than you know. In just about 30 seconds from now, it will be 1976, and you'll hear a roar from this crowd in Times Square, a roar like you've never heard before. Welcome to episode number 31 of the Only Three Lads podcast, where we take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999. I'm Uncle Greg. Of course, we have the PhD, Brett Vargo. Hi, hi, hi. And the ambassador, Bueno. Well, the self-proclaimed ambassador of love on this planet, Bueno. Well, we proclaim you that, too. God, we got to do a list of love songs now if he's going to be the ambassador of love. That will hit one of these weeks. Cool. All right. Well, this week, what we're talking about is our top five songs of 1976. The good old days when artists didn't have to be pretty boys or an underwear model. It was all about the music. So 1976, Bueno, tell us about it. I was six years old and uh, earlier, Brett advised us that he was a very advanced two-year-old in 1976. He was doing algebra. He was not poo-pooing in his pants. Light algebra. And like algebra. Yes. So in 1976, what I do remember is the Bicentennial. I remember seeing Queen on TV. Um, I remember Electric Company was my favorite show. But music-wise, especially in the alternative music range, I was uh, really not there at six years old. But Bueno, you were. Yeah, I was there, uh, kind of punking out and new waving out, a little bit of everything like that. And while everybody was kind of like uh, classic rocking, and I was turning everybody's musical ears upside down when they were there. That's time cool. Come, come anywhere near me. So you were there. Yeah. You were there. Greg and I had to catch up. It was a lot of fun back then. Now, Bueno, like when you were in high school and there was like a band, what was the one band everybody wanted to see at your high school? Oh, back then? Yes, in 1976. Uh, probably The Doors, actually. Because the Doors, okay. The Doors, weren't they broke up by that time? Well, Jim Morrison was dead by that time. Yeah. So it'd be really hard to see The Doors, but I guess people just, I mean, the, the romanticism of seeing The Doors. And plus they played at our high school on our quad. And actually, I think they got shut down because Jim was kind of like not doing such nice things. But yeah, it was, it was a great time back then. It was when love was fun and having a great time every day out, out in life and didn't have a worry on your on your list or anything, but, uh, it was a bunch great of hippies. Back. Yeah, we were, we were a bunch of hippies. You know, I was 17 and I could grow a mustache in like a week or so. And, uh, no. yeah. Well, you need some beer. Go get me some beer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had drinking age in 18 or in Arizona at, at that time was 19. And that's because of the draft went on with the Vietnam war. So the drinking age wasn't 21. It was, uh, 18 in a lot of States, 19 here in Arizona. But I remember one time for a high school project, the Flanagans, they had some older brothers and they lived around the corner from us and they needed some little kids to be in this video or whatever they were making. I can't remember, but it was something on mm -hmm. film. And so I remember getting into the car and Jamie Flanagan, he must have been right around probably your age, Bueno. But uh, we get into the car. I was like waving hi, you know, bye to my mom. We're going to go film the, whatever we're filming. 
And next thing I know, they're popping out beer, chugging beers and oh, driving. It, it was back in the days when like police, you know, like if they wouldn't pull you over for drunk driving, they would turn on their lights. So maybe you could dance like you're at a club. <laughs> totally different time in 76. Way no, back in the day. All those wacky Flanagans, I'll I know. tell you. But yeah. <laughs> Well, the legal drinking age in Arizona was 19. I'm sure everybody was drinking at about 12 or 13. Probably. (laughs) I was not there yet, though, but I was getting there. I'm pretty sure everybody snuck some alcohol out of their parents' closets or something like that back in the day. That's when I was 14. So filled that bottle up with water, you know. (laughs) I was such a good boy. Okay. So you were you were very advanced, Brett. So apparently, yes, (laughs) computered already. Well, let's get our list started. Top five songs of 1976. Bueno, I think you said that you wanted to go first. Yeah, let's let's do mine first. So, all right, uh, let's do mine it. Mine is uh, released September of 1976 on Sire Records, and it's two minutes and 24 seconds of love, and it's by the Ramones. I want to be your boyfriend. Hey, little girl, I want to be your boyfriend. And uh, written by drummer Tommy Ramone. It was released on the first Ramones album, uh, also released as their second single. And what can I say about this song? I think it hits it right on the head. It's an enduring love song that proves to be one of the band's most enduring compositions. The tender love song is seen as a nod to the Ramones' early rock and roll influences, and the studio version, somewhat uncharacteristically, features a song using a 12 string guitar glockenspiel. I want to be a boyfriend, sweet little girl. I want to be a Wow. So Talking Heads also covered this song in some of their early shows. Pretty cool and love the Ramones. And that's my number five, top five songs of 1976. The Ramones, I want to be a boyfriend. Great song. I fully endorse your number five song. Me fully too. Endorse Love it. All right. Well, this week, kicking off my list of the top five songs of 1976 is Keeping with the Love Theme, but it's from a band you may not have heard of, but you have heard of members of this band. The Modern Lovers were out of Massachusetts, and their yes. song, She Cracked, pointed the way to the new wave punk rock alternative and indie rock of the future. Now, you can hear the foundation of early talking heads in the song, She Cracked, because Jerry Harrison, after the Modern Lovers broke up, went on to achieve fame as the keyboardist and guitarist for the Talking Heads. Imagine that. And uh, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2002 with the Talking Heads. Now, the drummer for the Modern Lovers, David Robinson, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2018 with The Cars. The Cars, exactly. So with the song She Cracked, uh, the sound really owes a lot to the Velvet Underground. You could find demos of this song on YouTube from 1972. It was all good. Wasn't released until 1976. So my number five this week on the top five songs of 1976. Check it out. The Modern Lovers, She Cracked. 
Oh, applause, applause. So, is that Brett Weird? I warn you guys, I'm yeah. not. I'm yeah. I mean, well, Brett Weird. You know what? That or Hospital, I wrote down on my list. I love that album. I'm a big Jonathan Richmond fan. I have seen Jonathan so many times live. It is always a good show. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I made you happy. Oh. And I finally met the Brett Weird list. You made me so happy, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number five, Brett? Is that like a virtual hug you want to give him or what? Your yes. Okay. I want to give him a real hug. I know. But, you know, distancing and all that garbage. Yeah. So, first of all, I want to say, just as a lead into my list today, that one of the great things about 1976, besides the music, was some of my favorite sitcoms of all time were in their prime in 1976. Welcome back, Cotter, The Jeffersons, What's Happening, Alice, Good Times, Happy Days. Gosh, what an amazing time for television. It was. Yeah. This will all make sense, all make sense <laughs> later. But of course, it's some music we're here to talk about today. And there is so much great music and not just in the alternative realm, but rock, pop, funk, soul, disco. Probably if we were extending our list, Dancing Queen by ABBA would be somewhere on my list. This week, I made it down to about 40 songs. Any of them could have made my top five. So definitely a case of quality over quantity this week. And I took off a lot of the songs that were maybe like the Ramones, the Modern Lovers, that I was hoping that maybe you guys might pick so we could cover those. So you guys already have, have made me very happy. But here's something you may not know about me, and that is that I am a Brazilian music nut. I love samba. I love bossa nova. But my real bag baby is when they started fusing those more traditional Brazilian styles with Beatlesque pop and psychedelic rock in the late 60s in an artsy style known as Tropicalia. Now, pardon my lack of mastery with the Portuguese language, <laughs> but artists like Caetano Veloso, Gilberto Gil, Gal Costa, Milton Nascimento, and Os Mutantes were pushing the musical envelope like nobody else in that era. The music was more subversive, political, poetic, and simply more out there than their British and American contemporaries. By the mid-70s, these Tropicalia artists were still making great music, but many of the rough edges that made their music so revolutionary had been sanded away with a lot of the rock and roll influences taking a backseat to the creeping ascendance of middle-of-the-road pop and disco. A handful of 60s artists, however, continued to blaze new trails, such as Jorge Ben, who released his masterpiece Africa Brazil in 1976. So my number five pick for 1976 is Ponta de Lanza Africano, the insanely funky, catchy opening track from the Africa Brazil album. If you're unfamiliar with the song, check it out, please, after listening to this show. It will worm your way inside your brain and take up residence there for the rest of your days. The title basically translates to English as an African point man. The song has also become known as Umba Bara Uma, which is a Portuguese football chant relating to dribbling the ball past the opponents. Yes, this song is about football or soccer to all you Yanks. Maybe the best ever written about the sport. And my apologies to Three Lions and World in Motion. The lyrics are best left untranslated as the footballisms flow infinitely better in their native tongue. 
So just enjoy the groove and sing along in your best pigeon Portuguese. Joga bola, jogador, joga bola, corocondo. Joga bola, jogador, joga bola, corocondo. Here, 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 jogador, here, 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 corocondo. Here, 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 jogador. The track had a minor breakout outside of Brazil when David Byrne included the song as the lead single off of a 1989 Brazilian music compilation on his Luaca Bop label. And this week, this classic sits at number five on my top five songs in 1976. And in the words of J.J. Walker, it's dynamite. <laughs> there it is. Full circle. Thank you. There you go. Full Good circle. Job. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now you're going to put that on I our Facebook need page. I a uh, check on spelling on that and everything, too. Yeah. So I was going to say, Brett, you got to put that on the Facebook page because yes. there's no way I'm going to be able to spell that and find that song. Yes. I will even post a uh, beginner's guide to some of the great Brazilian records. Perfect. Oh, that would be fantastic. There you go. All right. Cool. Bueno. All right. So uh, my number four, I think you guys are going to be proud of this one, is a song that was released on August 29th in the United States, September 3rd in the UK. And uh, I only want to be with you, the Bay City Roller. Yeah. From man. their 1976 album, Dedication, in June and July at the Soundstage Studio in Toronto. first uh, Bay City Rollers uh, under Arista Records, and it was uh, Arista Clive Davis's president who suggested that the group remake I Only Want to Be With You, and is it Jimmy Leonard? Is that how we pronounce it? Uh, Jimmy I-E-N-N-E-R. Yeah, I-E-N-N-E-R. Yeah, yes. Okay. Was chosen by Davis to produce the Bay City Rollers on the basis of his work with Brett Eric Carmen. And raspberries, yep. Yes. Yep. So um, this was issued in uh, advanced single in August and actually peaked at number 12, besting number 28 of the last single before that, Rock and Roll uh, Letter. And uh, my, my gosh, so when I listened to this, it just brought to, just chills up and down my body. I mean, it appears to be uh, one of their next three U.S. singles in the top 40. However, the group's fourth single, I Only Want to Be With You, finally made it. And he uh, made... Made me believe in magic did afford the group a final top 10 hit with them so great piece of music here uh issued in the uk as a non-album single uh reached number four in the uk affording the bay city rollers a 10th and final top 10 hit and that is my number four top five songs from 1976 bay city rollers i only want to be with you Man, you guys are going to make me cry today. <laughs> these these lists are just so, like, up my alley. Uh-huh. I had yesterday's hero on my larger list, but just as an aside, one of the Bay City Rollers from the dedication era, Ian Mitchell, just passed away, so yeah, I, I send my condolences. Maybe that's why it came to me. Maybe. Maybe. Good choice. The ambassador of love. Yep. Feeling Uncle the Greg, what you got? Well, this one's going to make, I think, Brett, you happy once again, because this is another Brett Weird. Okay, so my number four on my list of top five songs of 1976 is from a very short lived but very influential band, The Nerves. I'm in the phone with this one across the hall. If you don't answer all those 
Dang it. Fine. <laughs> well, it become indie pop, new wave, and punk rock. If the Nerve song, Hanging on the Telephone, sounds familiar, that's because Blondie did a cover of the song in 1978 for their classic album, Parallel Lines. Now, I think that the Nerves version is a little bit better. It's more impactful. The sound is a little bit, I don't know, chunkier, heavier. I don't know. I just like it more. But when the Nerves broke up, of course, bassist Peter Case, he formed the band The Plim Souls, who, of course, have the hit song A Million Miles Away. Drummer Paul Collins, he went on to form The Beat, which I most know them for having the English beat use that name here in the U.S. because they wanted to avoid confusion and legal issues. Yep. But it sounds great. You'll love it. Find it on YouTube. The Nerves hanging on the telephone. My number four this week. And I heard that (laughs) Brett was happy with that one. Uh Yeah, you think? I I think he... I think Do we you better think get him a towel. We're hyperventilating <laughs> here. Greg, what an intelligent pick. Well, yeah. thank you. That's oh. all I will say. All right. Oh. Woo. Mm. Sounds like a crossover. Maybe. Maybe. All right. All right well, but not up. for number four. Nope. If your definition of punk rock begins with the Ramones, then the first major single released by a punk band outside of the U.S. surely must be my number four this week. I'm stranded by Australian band The Saints. Released in September 1976, it predates the vinyl debuts by The Dam, The Pistols, Buzzcocks, and The Clash. Now, if you adopt a broader definition of punk that includes The Sonics, The Chocolate Watch Band, Question Mark and The Mysterians, The Stooges, The MC5, and possibly even stretches back to The Collins Kids and Jerry Lee Lewis, I'm Stranded was another great track and a long legacy of primal pounding rock and roll, both celebrating and lamenting adolescent angst. Although press revisionism often lumps the Aussies with the class of 77 UK punks, the Saints did not consider themselves a part of the safety-pinned, spiky-haired punk rock scene. What's important to remember is that the punk revolution was happening in somewhat mutual exclusivity in various parts of the world as a reaction to what was going on in their respective areas. Now, it would be inane to believe that the Saints existed in a bubble and were not aware of what was happening in the UK, and surely had absorbed the influence of American garage rock and the Ramones, but independently they had plenty to be ticked off about during the oppressive Australian political regime of the 70s. It's easy to understand why they needed to play music that was fast, loud, angry, and cathartic. I'm Stranded was written by guitarist Ed Cooper and vocalist Chris Bailey and pressed in a limited run of 500 on their own label, Fatal Records. Now that's punk rock, kids. However, it was enough for the British press to take note and get them to sign to EMI for a three-album deal. Now, writer John Ingham, in his impassioned review of the single for Sounds Magazine, proclaimed it as the single of the week and every week. That's pretty high praise and summed it up like this. It's so bloody incredible. You like Quo or the Ramones? This pounds them into the dirt. Hear it once and you'll never forget. The singing's flat and disinterested. The guitars are on full stun. There's no such thing as a middle eight. It's fabulous. That's my John Ingham impression, obviously. (laughs) I will agree. 
And anyone who doesn't agree with that can sit on it, Potsy. Ay. <laughs> that's my number four pick this week, the Saints, I'm Stranded. So how much is that worth if there's only like 500 pressings of that, you think, if you can find it? Uh, a boatload. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. I don't know. I'd have to look that up on Discogs. All right. And Brett, I have to acknowledge your callback once again to your first list and, of course, Happy Days. Thank you. So there you go. Thanks for taking note. All right. (laughs) This week, we're taking a look at our top five songs of 1976. Now, last week, we took a look at our top graduation songs, and we were telling people to go to the Only Three Lads Facebook page and give us their list. And Mike Basso, he graduated in 1986. But you said licks. You didn't list. say list. You said Yeah, list. well, I don't know anything. Hey, Mike, whatever you lick, dude, I'm um, cool. Uh, but I don't need to know. Uh, but number five for his list in 1986 <laughs> was The Cure in Between Days. Oingo Boingo, Just Another Day at number four. OMD Secrets at number three. Smith's Big Mouth Strikes Again at number two. And number one song for him in 1986, Susie and the Banshees, Cities in the Dust. That's a stunner. Hey, he said I can steal that. Yeah, he did. So why don't you, so you know what? If you're listening right now, make sure and go to our Facebook page, like our page, hit notifications. The episodes come out every Tuesday morning. The Only Three Lads podcast and give us your list for your top songs of 1976. Our list continues right after this. Only Three Lads. Bueno, he may live in a St. Louis closet. But that closet is full of music knowledge, experiences, goodwill, and a dead body or two. Only three lads. She has a figure that makes the number eight look like the number one. And a smile that lights up the night. And it all belongs to kid Dynamite! We're still hung up on the licks and not the list here on the Only Three Lads podcast, the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999. Yes, we don't want your licks on our Facebook page, but we would love to see what list you come up with for whatever topics we have. Don't forget, we have 31 episodes. You can go back, listen to us, and we would love to hear your list. Talk about music. That's what we do all week on that Facebook page. We just love it. Yeah, Yeah, and if you post, uh, you might have one of us just like jump right on top of you almost right away before you even know it. So. You know, <laughs> okay. I know there was a couple of people that I posted this morning. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say, I, uh, in the Me Too movement era, I will not jump on you, but um, I may uh, converse with you. How's that? Yeah. Hashtag me neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our top five songs of 1976. We are at our third picks in Bueno, you're up. All right. So my song was released in uh, 1964. It was the first single from a, a, a British band that decided to come over here to the United States and make an impact. But, uh, but that song that I'm talking about was actually released by another band Uh, called Sparks in 1976 as a single and uh, called I Want to Hold Your Hand. back in the 70s hearing this for the first time and I thought it was pretty cool but I listened to it two times in a row yesterday morning and literally the hair on my arms and legs were just standing straight up while I was digging it so much so 
If you've never heard this version of this Beatles classic, post thumbs up or thumbs down or just post your feelings, whatever makes you happy, because us lads will answer you, but we won't jump on top of you. So that's <laughs> my you number that clarification. three. <laughs> yeah, that's my number three. Top five songs in 1976. Sparks, I want to hold your hand and let me know what you think. Because this one just blew my mind when I heard it. So Great band. And I think that might be your second cover of a 1964 song on your list. Should be. Right? I think I Only Want to Be With You is uh, Dusty Springfield, 1964. Yep. I could be wrong with the year. No. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. All right. Yep. But I doubt it. We'll always give you the over-under, too. So Because well, you're the PhD of music. Because <laughs> I wasn't advanced two years. You were very advanced to yeah, 1976. <laughs> All right. Well, number three on my list this week is the lead single off David Bowie's 10th studio album, Station to Station, released in January 1976. The song, Golden Years. Is said to be the first track completed during recording with David Bowie's cocaine addiction was at its peak. And this is why I feel sorry for a lot of the younger people who listen to the Only Three Lads podcast, because today's artist, you know, on tour, well, we juice with kale and we bring a masseuse who doubles as our yoga instructor. See, there's no real rock stars anymore. You know what I mean? Bowie, when he created the funk disco masterpiece, Golden Years, when he was alive, he claimed he doesn't recall anything. Almost nothing of the making of the album Station to Station, which has landed at 324th of Rolling Stone's list of 500 greatest albums of all time. I mean, he was really, really high. Now, I'm not advocating for drug use or to do drugs. I'm just pointing out, and I want you to recognize that most of the music that has enhanced your life throughout the years, the artists were really, really high. So David Bowie's Golden Years, number three on my top five list of songs of 1976. So you're saying like the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper, they were just like completely whacked out of their minds when they were recording? I mean, weird. High as a kite. Wow. Yep. The Beatles were not known to dabble in pot, LSD, and whatever else came their way. No, no, no. Beach Boys, (laughs) Pet Sounds, high as a kite. Love that record. Yes. Well, Brian, at least, yeah. So to me, it basically sounds like you're glorifying drug use. Back in my day, we had real rock stars with cocaine. Sitting there smoking pot all the time, too. And look at all the great music we still talk about. Okay, 2004. Name one new band that put out a debut album. Uh, Franz Ferdinand. Okay. No, that was, no. 2004, was that 2004? 2004. They were from Seattle, though. They were from Scotland. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, like, they were from I, Seattle, I was Scotland. Thinking, yeah, Harvey Danger. That's why I was, uh, ah. I don't know, Franz Ferdinand, Harvey Danger. Yeah, they were close. Yeah, so I, I was wrong. Again, very advanced Brett Vargo. He was correct. I was wrong. <laughs> I beamed that answer as a precocious two-year-old. Exactly. <laughs> to the future. What's your number three, Brad? All right. Well, my number three is a track from one of my favorite EPs of all time. And it's a band who is a super group in reverse. And it's a band that may have already been mentioned. Sounds like we have to answer this, Uncle Greg. The way he's pausing in between each each (laughs) sentence. You want to answer it? No, I'm just listening. 
Oh, it is. Uncle Greg. Hanging on the telephone by the nerves. Crossover. <laughs> of course, as Greg said, the song became popularized as a single in the lead off track off of Blondie's Parallel Lines. And the original version by the nerves was featured as the first song on the nerves one and only EP released during their very short career. Featuring an insistent bass line, driving beat, and snaking guitar lines, Hanging on the Telephone is a power pop classic about the nervous frustration of trying to get the object of your affection on the phone. From its opening line, it's a premise that now sounds incredibly dated. I'm in the phone booth, it's the one across the hall? Huh? Today's kids are probably thinking, why didn't you just text her, you <laughs> moron? But those of us of a certain vintage remember that anxious rush when you'd muster up enough courage to call that girl or that boy or whatever of your dreams and the phone would start ringing. Agent 88, give me your cell phone. <laughs> and then you have to talk to her parents. Hi. Is, oh, um, gosh. Know, talk to her dad. Oh, my God. You know what I want to do to your daughter? Is Vanessa there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? Click. <laughs> the energy on this song is absolutely great. Hope you had two pairs of underwear on. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hope you had two pairs of underwear on while you were on, on the phone. <laughs> First, he's going to jump on people. Now, two pairs of underwear. You're really worrying us Ambassador today. of love. <laughs> uh, he's the ambassador of something. <laughs> Not sure what right now. <laughs> the LA three-piece band was short-lived, releasing this one EP in 1976, and then assorted demos and unreleased tracks came out throughout the years, later all being collected in the highly recommended compilation One Way Ticket. The band was comprised of three guys, each of whom could write and sing on their own and would all become power pop royalty. Of course, bassist Peter Case, as Greg said, would lead the Plimsolls. Drummer Paul Collins would take up the guitar and form the beat. And yes, aside from forcing the British band to add English to their name. The Beat, especially their first album, check this thing out. It is a stunner from start to finish. Songs like Walking Out on Love, Rock and Roll Girl, and there's a song called Let Me Into Your Life, which was co-written by Eddie Money, but don't let that scare you off. These are skinny tie classics. Now, guitarist Jack Lee was actually the one who wrote and sang Hanging on the Telephone, and he was probably the one that received the least recognition throughout his career, but probably have the most commercial fortune. Not only did he write Hanging on the Telephone, but also Will Anything Happen for Blondie? And he was also the author of Paul Young's Smash, Come Back and Stay. Capturing 1976 in all of its youthful glory is Hanging on the Telephone by the Nerves. And if that ain't enough to make you do the funky rerun dance from What's Happening, I don't know what is. Well, Brett, I want to say I am honored that we have a crossover with a Brett Weird. Me too. And in that same breath, I want to say, Brett, I'm worried for you because you picked the same Brett Weird song that I picked. So. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm Ooh. worried. Out of all the Brett Weird picks that we would have crossover on, I wouldn't have expected the nerves. There's always a curveball. You just never know what you're going to miss if you miss an episode of the Only Three Lads podcast. That's right. All so, right. Bueno, we're up we're, to number two. We're on our number twos already. Okay. Well, uh, this song was released... November 12, 1976, written by lead singer-pianist uh, Freddie Mercury. And uh, it was on the 1976 album, A Day at the Races, uh, Somebody to Love. Somebody to love. 
the song has similarities to Bohemian Rhapsody with the complex harmonies, guitar solos. However, instead of mimicking that song, the band turned to a gospel chorus and reached number two in the UK, number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100. And the song demonstrated that Queen could swing as hard as it could, rock by channeling the spirit of gospel music and written by Mercury at the piano. This is a soul-searching piece that questions God's role in life without love through layering techniques. Uh, Queen was able to create the soulful sound of a hundred-voice chorus from three singers, so they put their voices together, threw it into something, and sound pretty cool for a hundred-voice chorus there. And uh, Actually, John Deacon did not sing backing vocals on the recorded album. This has a complex melody, deep layering, and the time based on, like I said, the gospel chorus arrangement. The lyrics, especially combined with that gospel influence, created a song about faith, depression, and soul searching. Singers questions both the lack of love experience in his life and the role of existence of God. This is reinforced by the frequent use of the word painting. So staying true to a Queen's guitar-driven style and notable guitar solo by May, it went to number two in the UK singles chart and number 13 on the Billboard's Hot 100. Plus, it only reached number one on their country's top 40 and top 100 list. I bet you lads could guess what country that came from. The uh, Netherlands? The Netherlands, correct. Pakistan. Ding, 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 ding. Was it really? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, <laughs> the Dutch top 40 hit number one, and the single top 100 it hit number one. Find me somebody to love. 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 So that's my number two. Top five songs, 1976, Queen. Somebody to love. I remember Queen on TV when around that time. I remember thinking, wow, because they were wearing all denim and they had, you know, bedazzles. And I remember Ooh. that in my head from Queen, early Queen, when I was a little, little kid. Was it 76? I'm not sure. But Remember I remember. Yep. Yeah, I remember Queen from that time. That's how Very powerful solid. they were and still are. Yep. All right. And good bedazzlers. Yep. Yes, they were. What you got, Uncle Greg? My runner-up this week for my list of top five songs of 1976 is from an artist who's a noted figure in power pop and new wave. He's best known for his song I first saw on MTV. This is how I got into him, Cruel to Be Kind, and also the song I Love the Sound of Breaking Glass. Of course, it's Nick Lowe. This song, So It Goes. Now, I know some of you are thinking, but wait, So It Goes was released on Nick Lowe's album, Jesus of Cool, in 1978. So you're wrong. Greg, Uncle Greg, but you know what? Bring it back, Bobcat, because Stiff Records released So It Goes as a single, the B-side, Heart of the City, in August of 1976. The single was, yes, they did. The single was voted the fifth best single of the year, according to the New Musical Express. Nick Lowe, he is the Jesus of Cool, period. And he lands at number two this week on my list with So It Goes of the top five songs of 1976. 
Oh, I love that song, guys. More <laughs> applause. Yes. All right, I'm getting a little done. I'm going to get a big head this week. Also on my big yeah. list. Yeah. God, Great. Nicolo is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Still is. It is. Yes. I just saw it. He's going to be uh, touring next year. Oh, cool. In 2021. He'll probably tour again with Los uh, Straight Jackets. Mm. Oh, okay. I saw them together at a Christmas show that they do every year, and it was so good. Nick Lowe's now 71. Yeah. Yeah. So. He was all, I mean, he's been around since Brinsley Schwartz and yeah, well, yeah, long, long late time. 60s. Late yeah. 60s, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then uh, Oingo Boingo, minus, of course, Danny Elfman, is actually going to have a concert. I think it's on October 24th. Richard Blade's actually going to yes. announce it at the yeah. Ventura Fairgrounds. Yeah. Ventura County Fairgrounds. It's going to be like a concert by a car or something, like you have six people in the car or something like that at the most. Oh, the wow. drive-in concert. Drive-in yeah. concert. Yeah. Uh, 2020. Twenty twenty. Trying to get there. All right, Brett, you're number two. <laughs> uh, my number two comes from the pen of a man with as much punk rock pedigree as anyone. Spending time in the legendary New York band's television and Johnny Thunder's Heartbreakers. The man was born as Richard Myers, but is better known as Richard Hell. The song with his band, The Voidoids, is Blank Generation. The original version coming off their 1976 EP, Another World. Blank Generation can lay claim as the unofficial theme song of punk rock. It's words speaking for legions of the young disaffected of the era. I belong to the blank generation. I can take it or leave it each time. The song cribbing its title from Rob McEwen and Bob McFadden's The Beat Generation tells a personal tale of being drugged up, isolated, apathetic, and feeling like God's consolation prize yet somehow conveys a sense of community with others of his generation. You can easily see how many listeners connected to these sentiments. The singing is snotty and snarling, yet detached. There's no fake posturing. It's just real and raw. The song would be re-recorded as the title track for the Voidoids 1977 debut album, but the 1976 version puts a greater emphasis on Robert Quine's piercingly guitar work. And for those who don't know Quine, he is one of the underrated heroes of American underground rock and roll. Not only did he capture recordings of the Velvet Underground live in 1969 that were later released, but his guitar work has been prominent on recordings from Lou Reed, Matthew Sweet, Lloyd Cole, Marianne Faithful, and a whole heck of a lot of other artists. And the drummer of the Voidoids? That's Mark Bell, who would later be known as Marky Ramone. So for a blast of 1976 New York style, you can't do much better than Blank Generation by Richard Hell and the Voidoids. It's the perfect song that just screams, up your nose with a rubber hose. And that's my number two. Up your nose with a rubber hose. Another callback to the TV shows of the 70s. Thank you. Yes. That's art. (laughs) We are true art. The only Three Lads podcast this week. Again, very advanced in 1976, Brett Varga. Indeed. And uh, he's showing exactly that he is not lying. It's the only Three Lads podcast. We're taking a look at our top five songs of 1976. Now, Bueno, again, you were 17 years old in 1976. And, you know, I I was saying earlier when I started the show, when we got just started, the uh, good old days when artists didn't have to be pretty boys or be underwear models. It was all about the music because a lot of image wasn't in there. Like you didn't know what a band looked like or an artist looked like until you bought the album or maybe you saw them on TV. So tell us about that. Like, 
it was always about the music back then, wasn't it? I mean, what? And, and then when, like you said, do you know what, you know, Nick Lowe looks like? Or did you see what that guy looks like? He's ugly as sin. No, but he sure to hell makes some great music. I'll tell you, I mean, walking into the record stores back then, it was a lot of fun because everything was like driven by pretty much the guy who ran that record store. And uh, it was fun walking into a couple different record stores in Reseda back in the day because these guys really love their craft. And, you know, they really took care of their customers and made them feel wanted. And, you know, if you're like a Beatles fan like I was back then and you know, anything that any of the solo guys came out with. I mean, I always had like, you know, advanced pressing on it or some information about it. Like, you know, Brett with everything that he goes through with all of his record store days, he's on top of his game when it comes to that. But back then I really didn't have anything but just uh, communication with people in regards to that. And it was a lot of fun because there was a lot of back stuff that I, I knew about that a lot of people didn't back in the day. So there was no internet that we right. could depend on to find this information. Well, plus, so. radio was so different because, you know, like that's how you would define yourself. Oh, he's a K-Rock listener or he's a this, so, he's a KISS listener. You know, that's how you define people. Kids don't have that nowadays. They, they don't have their, like the radio station that they listen to. I got my radio station on my phone. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. a TikTok viewer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's probably the same oh, thing cool. now, huh? Uh, they're more into Instagram. <laughs> I can't see you anymore because um, you're on Facebook and that's like- Boomer. Boomer, exactly. And you, coincidentally, Bueno, in 1976, were an underwear model, correct? Oh, yeah, that's right. No. <laughs> it's the Only Three Lads podcast. We take a look at the golden age of alternative music every week. You can find us on all the platforms out there, Podbean, Spotify, Podbean, Spotify Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Apple, and the iHeartRadio app. And plus, we're somewhere new. Is that correct? And correct? we are on Amazon and Google. Look at that. How do you do that? You just go Amazon or Google only three lads. You can Google only three lads and the podcast will appear in your search. And if you are on Amazon music, either as a prime subscriber or you do the, the full boat, all you have to do is just look up only three lads or ask Alexa and we'll be right there for you. Wow. How cool is that? Moving up in the world. We've been doing this for how many months now? This is seven months and we're, yep. we're moving that far up the chain. Yep. That's pretty incredible. Thank you listeners. And thanks of course to the, my two lads to help get this going. Yeah, likewise. Uh, you used to have to go to the phone booth across the hall, and now you can yeah, just, dude. you know, get us yeah. on Alexa. Let me take off my shoe phone here, and now uh, let me dial the in. Only three lads. Stick around our number ones this week of the top five songs of 1976 after this. Only three lads. Brett Vargo. Brit Popmaster and the Chicks dig him. What? That's not him? <clears throat> Brett Vargo. Brit Popmaster and his wife says, Ugh, he's okay. Only three lads. Uncle Greg. Like a child, he's an ADHD mess. You know he's a window licker, right? Ooh, something sparkly. Only three. Does anyone say, thank you, Arnold? No. You know what they say? Sit on it, Arnold. <laughs> That's what they say. Welcome back to the Only Three Lads podcast. I am Uncle Greg. We have the PhD of music, Brett Vargo, and the ambassador of love, Winnow. Ambassador of love. With my, with my cell phone and my shoe phone. Get Smart. What are some other TV shows from back? Well, that was more 60s, wasn't it, Get Smart? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the Avengers. Ooh, classic. That was good. I remember watching yep. that. Yeah. And then every day here in Phoenix, Channel 5 at noon, because I remember being a little kid, it would be the Dick Van Dyke show. 
Oh, uh, oh awesome. Yeah. And then what's Mayberry? Uh, Andy remember? Griffith. Andy Griffith show. Yeah. And then Leave it to Beaver. I love Lucy. And then in the afternoon we had, yeah. um, of course, uh, what's it called? Oh, man. Come on. The Brady There's Bunch. Story. Thank you. Before you uh, even started singing, I was going to say that. Yeah. See, again, Brett, PhD in music. I can get that song in zero notes. In zero notes, yeah. Bam. Yeah, but then there was one really creepy, creepy sitcom about a vampire. You guys remember that one? About a no. vampire? It was dark. That mm-hmm. wasn't the Munsters? No. The Groovy Ghoulies? The, no. <laughs> dark Shadows. Oh, Dark Shadows. That was too... That was... Too young to creep me out that show. I'm sure. Something All right. about that guy, that the lead guy, Jonathan, whatever. I can't remember his last name, but yeah. All right. Well, what we do know about is alternative music. <laughs> and we're here at our top five songs of 1976 at our number ones. Bueno, what's your number one? My number one was released actually on April Fool's Day, 1976. Uh, let me ask a computer Brett. Okay. Name that song. We're gonna have a little. We're gonna have a what? Uh, no, it's written by 1976. Wings at the speed of sound. Silly love songs. Oh, oh I wasn't expecting silly love songs. Yeah. Well, I never looked at Paul McCartney as a... alternative or Wings, but I guess they could. And it was released. It's a great song. Yes. Oh, it is a great song. The critics, you know. Responding to what uh, John Lennon was accusing McCartney of predominantly writing silly love songs and Sentiment Slush, which also featured uh, disco overtones. And this was McCartney's 27th number one as a songwriter, all time record for the most number ones achieved by a songwriter. And with this song, McCartney became the first person to have a year end number one song as a member of two distinctive acts. You guys want to guess what the other act was? So, um, Silly Love Songs, no? Okay. Has appeared on multiple McCartney Greatest Hits compilations, uh, was written as a rebuttal to music critics, like I said, as well as John Lennon, who criticized McCartney for writing lightweight love songs. So, Tim Riley suggests that in the song, McCartney is inviting his audience to have a laugh on him, as Elvis Presley had done quite often in the past. But over the years, people have said, ah, he sings love songs, he writes love songs, he is so soppy at times. I thought, well, I know what they mean, but people have been doing love songs forever. I like them, other people like them, and there's a lot of people I love. So I'm lucky enough to have that in my life. So the idea was that you may call them silly, but what's wrong with that? So uh, the song was a way to answer uh, people who just accused me of being soppy. Uh, the nice payoff now is a lot of people I meet who are at my age, when they were just a couple of kids and just grown up a bit settling down, they say to me, I thought you were really soppy after these years, but <laughs> now I really get it and I see what you're doing. So. Uh, Pretty amazing song, reached uh, number one for five consecutive weeks. It actually ended the year as the number one song on Billboard, his biggest all-time hit in the top 100. Uh, the single was released, like I said, April 30th, released, reached number one in the Irish singles chart on May 27th. Uh, number one hit in the U.S. and Canada, 
and darn it, they only reached number 13 in the Netherlands and number 11 <laughs> in their single top 100s. And that's my number one top five songs from 1976, Paul McCartney and Wings. Silly love song. The Dutch just don't get wings. I tell you. Well, great choice, by the way. Again, like Greg, I thought about it for 1976, but didn't think about it for my list of alternative songs from 76. But there's a few things I know a lot of people still don't get or care for silly love songs. A couple things. First of all, the bass work is absolutely incredible, as Paul's Amazing. always mm-hmm. is. And then the other thing is, as the song builds, so there's those three distinct parts where you have Paul, Linda, and Denny's vocals and counter vocals. You realize just what a melodic genius Paul McCartney really is. Well, he actually allowed the horn uh, section to create their own parts for the song, too, so which made it really cool. It's a brilliant horn line. Yeah, that's why I enjoyed this song, and it had to be my number one because, you know, I'm the ambassador of love, man, so that's that's the only way it should be. So I'm just trying to keep that message of love going. There you go. And we need it. Yep. Yep. We need it. Bueno and his silly love lists. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Topping my list of the top five songs from 1976. Now, if you've only listened just to a handful of the Only Three Lads episodes and you still didn't see this coming while well, you're blind, my number one song mm-hmm. of 1976, gentlemen. Oh, I mean, what? Yeah. Oh, are, are we guessing? Are Guess, we guessing? Yes. Oh, I love guessing games. Oh, gosh. Come on. 1976. It's Uncle Greg's pick. You haven't picked the Ramones yet. Have ding, you? ding, 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 ding. Yeah. You are correct. The Ramones. Right. Blitzkrieg. Bop, of course. Uh, the Brett. First single. Yep. Very, very advanced in 1976. And he's proving it once again. <laughs> uh, the Ramones, of course, they beat the Sex Pistols to the punch when it comes to the punk rock music by releasing their debut album in 1976. Hey, oh, let's go. Blitzkrieg Bop is the blueprint for the sound and spirit of punk rock, a movement that in many ways marks the true beginning of the alternative rock genre. And Blitzkrieg Bop, number 92 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Number 31 on the list of the 100 greatest guitar tracks, 18th out of the 100 greatest guitar songs of all time, 25th greatest hard rock song of all time, and according to me, Uncle Greg, the number one song of 1976 for this week on the Only Three Lads podcast. Also, again, Greg. Intelligent. Wow. Wow. Well, it would be an intelligent pick. In fact, what you guys did was you made me feel like not such a cad for not picking the Ramones this week because I was hoping you guys would. There was no way the Ramones weren't going to end up on this list. They should be on everybody's list. Yep. Yep. I'm just glad that we actually got both of the songs on there. Yeah. I mean, yep. Because I was almost heading toward that song, but something told me to go the other direction. There you go. And Wings was a great pick. Wings was a great pick. 
Brett. And yet somehow the Ramones did not make my list. But again, I was hoping you guys would. Let's see what your number one is. So my number one is a song of monumental importance to me, and that is Shake Some Action by the Flamin' Groovies. Uh, You guys know by now that I am a huge power pop fan. At its overgeneralizing heart, Power pop sets the melodicism of classic pop music of bands like My Beloved Beatles, Beach Boys, and Birds against the power and the fury of groups like The Who, The Small Faces, and The Move. Shake Some Action is one of the defining songs of that genre and was one of the first fruits of labor for a San Francisco band that was going through something of an identity shift at the time. The Groovies have been around since 1965, sharing some of the same stages as many of the bloated acid rock bands of the time, but never quite fit in with the rest of the pack, other than perhaps a restless eclecticism. The original Groovies lineup played a hard-edged mix of 50s rock and roll, blues, jug band stomp, and primitive garage rock. Many of their tracks sound like proto-punk. In the early 70s, they lost their lead singer and guitarist Roy Loney and regrouped with new guitarist Chris Wilson and retreated to their spiritual home of England to record with Dave Edmonds. They also took on a new 60s British mod image. The resulting songs were so Beatlesque that if they were any less earnest, you could say that they were precursors to the Ruddles. Shake Some Action had its roots in 1972, much like Modern Lovers, and by the time of its release in 1976, it fit in perfectly with both the power pop and burgeoning underground, we'll say pub rock, not quite punk rock scenes at the time. Its pop hooks are effortless, the harmonies are gorgeous, and the melody is magical. What ties it all together is its wonderful extended guitar passages. In my mind, some of the best guitar work ever committed to tape, largely because it's so dang unpretentious. This song has been undeniably influential to many acts that followed, even featuring Real Marcus's book, The History of Rock and Roll in 10 Songs, to which he had this to say, quote, in Shake Some Action, everything is new as if the secret had been discovered and the mystery solved on the spot. It's what the singer is afraid of losing, defined now purely in the positive, as flight, as freedom. In Norman Mailer's words, loosen the water for the first time in your life, because how many times in how many pieces of music you are swept away as the instrumental passages and shakes some action can sweep you away, it's always the first time. Pretty eloquent words that sum it up nicely. I finally had the pleasure of being able to shake some action live when the Groovies returned to the live scene about five years ago. That being said, I saw them again a couple of years ago for a crushing disappointment. I was standing by the stage right by bassist George Alexander who would occasionally bend down to whisper some incoherent nonsense in my ear. (laughs) But whatever, for pure pop music euphoria, all you need is to set the needle down on Shake Some Action and be swept away. And yes, if you don't, you can kiss my grits. Another call. Another grit. Thank you. Alice. Right. And I that concludes my review of 1976 music <laughs> and sitcoms. Awesome. Awesome. Great list this week. Any honorable yeah. mentions? Because you know what? That one, Brett, was on my honorable mention. The oh. Groovies. Also television. Little Johnny Jewel. That's the one. Yep. That's it. Just, well, those, I, don't, I can go down. I mean, I don't have a, 
a 60 song list like you two nuts <laughs> but those two have just i barely just left off the list all right, so here's my honorable mention. David Bowie, TVC15, Vicky C. Robinson, Turn the Beat Around, The Tubes, Don't Touch Me There, Al Stewart, the On the Border, Year of the Cat, George Harrison, this song, that's my favorite. Brett, you? Right. I was uh, Graham Parker, Don't Ask Me Questions, The Ramones, uh, Modern Lovers Were Close, Eddie and the Hot Rods, Teenage Depression, The Damn New Rose, The 101ers, Keys to Your Heart. Oh, and Tom Petty, American Girl. Let's go down our list of uh, what we did pick. Bueno. Uh, number five, The Ramones, I Want to Be Your Boyfriend. Number four, The Bay City Rollers, I Only Want to Be With You. Number three, Sparks, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Number two, Somebody to Love by Queen. And number one of the top five songs from 1976, Paul McCartney, Silly Love Songs. And here's my list. Yes, my list. The Modern Lovers, was She Cracked. Number four was The Nerves, Hanging by the Telephone. Number three, David Bowie, Golden Years. Number two, Nick Lowe, So It Goes. And my number one song from 1976, Ramones with Blitzkrieg Bop. Great, great, great. All right, mine was number five, Georges Ben, Ponta de Lanza Africano. Number four, The Saints, I'm Stranded. Number three, The Nerves Hanging on the Telephone. Number two, Richard Hell and the Voidoids, Blank Generation. And number one, The Flaming Groovies, Shake Some Action. Awesome. Awesome list. Awesome. Great, guys. Your number five makes me want to go out and have some Brazilian or some type of dinner like that. Yeah. If you don't know that song, check it out. It's, it's going to have your booty shaking. Cool. Now, Brett, have you ever heard this band of uh, the Los Fabulosos Cadillacs? They do this song called mm-hmm. Matador. Yes. That song I love. Is it anything like that? No, but. <laughs> oh, okay. I just love the beat of that Matador. Matador. And it, if that thing doesn't make your body want to move, then uh, you are absolutely dead inside. Faux show. Faux show. All right, let's hit the randomizer. See what we're talking about next week. All right. Oh, I actually yeah. have it ready this week. We got the randomizer up? We do. Hot damn. Wonders never cease. Guys, how about the top five debut singles? Debut singles. Oh, no. Of all time, from 74 to 99. 74 to 99, the band's first single release. That's going to be a tough one. Oh, that's going to be a lot of looking at bands, a lot of albums, a lot of singles. A lot of research. Yep. It's oh. going to be fun. Yep. Yes. And don't forget, we make sure to make it over to the Only Three Lads podcast Facebook page. We want to hear your top five songs of 1976. And if you are working ahead, you can always tell us your top five list of the a band's or artist debut single from 1974 to 1999. So a 25-year gap right there. Yeah. To get five singles. Oh, and by the way, listeners, Uncle Greg, you were looking for what? the top Your top Depeche Mode song? Oh, yes. I put that on, on your post. Screen. Yes. So we're looking for one song. If you put more on one song down, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. I was just agreeing with Garrett in principle that yeah, Black yeah. Celebration is the single best work of art that Depeche Mode has ever put out. Oh, for sure. But I want to hear a song off of that that he thinks is the best if he really wants to go that way with it. So, yeah, cool. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we go? I'm so confused. Get off my case, toilet face. <laughs> No, thanks, everybody. I think this may have been my favorite week. It was a good one. Yeah. And explain. I'm so in love with all of our lists. Every single track from every one of us. You didn't think I'd have a Bay City Rollers track on my list. That's for sure. I did not. I didn't think you'd have Bay City Rollers. I did not think you would have Wings. Yep. 
So I'm going to listen to this episode countless times mm-hmm. just to enjoy it. Yep. And I know 14 of our 15 songs, except for your number five, Brett. So I'll yeah. you know. And then I had to listen to the one episode, I think, two times ago where, where you did that uh, that cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> you know, that one. So you can end us. So, Oh, you mean Kathy? Here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Ack. Thank Ack. you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Be bueno. The theme music is Frequency, written and performed by yours truly, Brett Vargo. Any other music in this episode is presented solely for purposes of review, examination, and news reporting. If you like what you hear, go to your record store and pick up the LP, CD, cassette, or 8-track, or stream it if you're one of those newfangled fancy pants. If we're lucky enough to still have these artists with us, go out and see some live music. For the latest updates, join the O3L community at facebook.com slash only3lads. We want to hear from you. And while you're at it, click on the Shop Now link for the coolest threads. Until next time, thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.